Welcome to Rain City Supercars. As always, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And and this is our this missing is episode. Our, this is our the missing episode. The missing episode. Because the missing episode. I went across the country again. Again. I don't, I don't know if this is, is, we we haven't decided. So this could come out after the episode that's coming out this week, or come out before, or we don't know. It'll get there when it gets there. We're, it, we're, you know, <laughs> we have obligations we have to fulfill, and so. <laughs> There's always plenty to talk about, though, in the automotive yeah. world. But uh, we're brought to you by Haggerty, Avance, Carter Subaru, Rainier Beer. We're not a driver's club, so a little bonus episode. And then, our, of course, our exclusive car care provider of Rain City Supercars is Griot's Garage. Make sure you use Griot's 10 or RCS 10 yeah, that too. for your 10% discount at Griot's on all their products. I'm getting ready. I got the bike, my bike all cleaned up. And, uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I think it's time to ceramic coat stuff because I think that's going to help. Yeah. I mean, just for the summer riding and things like that. But it's yeah. Well, there's not a lot to it. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's I, I, I'm really going to do my best to, like, you know, really coat it. Just because, you know, why not? I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, know, I, know, I know the products will be good, and I can... You know, there's not, there's not a lot... Like you said, there's not a ton of sheet metal there, but we'll figure it out. Well, with so. a bunch of dust and then just... Um, well, yes. Especially the wheels. Yeah, the wheels the and spraying wheels, yeah. the inside. Motorcycle guys, you don't ever want to spray anything in your tires. I should say that obviously, but I've seen a lot of people crash from doing this over the years, so it's not obvious because <laughs> they'll just build a bigger idiot. Yeah, don't spray tire shine on your tires on the outside of them where they hit the road. It's great for burnouts. It's terrible for motorcycles. Well, yeah, and you use the you use the sidewalls of a of a motorcycle tire a lot more than you use the sidewalls of yes. a car tire. Well, so. the side well, technically the sidewall on a motorcycle tire is like a half an inch wide. And it's, Good point. It does have a sidewall, but I yeah. admit I have seen it done many times over the years. Guys will like spray tire shine on their motorcycle tires and immediately crash. I just that's ouch. Yeah, I don't know. Now, they do it on dirt bikes for podiums when they when they actually like display a race yeah, so dirt looks, bike. Yeah, doesn't matter on a dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> it matters a bit <laughs> on a street bike. The dirt will scuff it up. It's you know. It's yeah, it lasts like a second on a dirt bike. Yeah. But anyway, um, but spraying it on the inside of your fenders while covering your tires is actually a really good idea on a yeah. street bike because then you don't get all that if you ride through. Um, it's not even mud. It's just sometimes like you get uh, Car after, or, or yeah, heavy rain, you, dirt. Yeah, you, you <laughs> stuff flings up, and then it'll yeah. help keep it off your fenders on the inside of your bike. Makes it way easier to clean and just spray it off. So well, especially with the the monkeys. I mean that that yeah. rear tire, even with the, with the fender, is it, it kicks back and all over the the cylinder head. Yeah, it's yeah, lots of fun details. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about for the rally. I was actually looking at that. I'm like, is there something like just a cheap thing I can put up there? And there might be actually. The exhaust is there, but I'm going to put it on a skid plate for the rally. Um, mainly just because I think it'll help in the rare occasion I might hit a rock or something. I don't want to damage the exhaust. But I was wondering, I might stick like a flap in front of the cylinder head there. But it's air cooled, so I got to be careful with that. So Did I tell you, I killed the uh, oil cooler. No. Yeah. Rock like to le- it? Less, no, like less than 15, uh, or less than five minutes on the bike. What happened? Well, I, I got the, because we have the, man, I have the man in the box intake on the bike. Right. Um, and it takes up where the, all the air boxes, you can't, you can do the higher, you can't do the higher mounted oil, oil cooler that sits up behind the fender. So right. you have to do the one that sits on the top of the, the, the cylinder head. And I don't know, I, I literally wheeled it out of the garage and I was coming back into the garage a little bit and I dipped and i have to do the shocks and the front wheel hit the cooler and just bent it straight up so oh no um i think what i'm going to do is i found another one that actually comes with a protective cage and it's black so it'll match everything which is the most important part that it matches totally and i'm going to have uh, david and i are going to are going to fabricate a bracket to take it and put it up top and to make it work with the man in the box but yeah it was that was a 200 dollars mistake Oof. well and i don't i That's think painful. a lot of i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that i haven't done the front shocks yet yeah and therefore well, still they, and they dip well I mean, I don't truly know what happened, but it 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 was in a it was in a place where it, it's supposed to be there. But there's hundreds of people that ride with those, and it's never happened. So, and I know it was it was installed correctly. The bracket was right. So, I don't know. Can you install an oil cooler upside down? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I the, as long as the, the the flow should be pressurized, so yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the one that's broken and try to and to basically take it and be my template try to mm-hmm. figure out where I'm going to put the new one. But yeah, it was a, a ouch mistake, but still, I tell you. I got to post the pictures you sent me because uh, your bike is looking pretty dang good. It get me. I ordered so parts like fun. immediately after it's, that ride. So <laughs> I, t- I, I think I was telling you, I, I go down for 15 minute projects on the bikes and I'm down in the garage for two hours because people stop me. And it's funny. I told you this too. So many, like both, both people that stopped me the last time were like, yeah, I've, I've seen one of these down in Issaquah, a red one. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, yeah, I know who that is. Uh, <laughs> I was like, was there a blue one with it? But uh, they, they always see that. But it's getting, I, I just, I'm so excited about it. You know, the problem is, it, and again, and I'm this type of personality, 
the itch is happening. Where, like, I just looked at the, the release videos for the new Grom. And if I own a monkey, I don't need a Grom. Mm-hmm. But, wow, I like that new Grom. I know. Too. And it's yep. cheaper. But And then there's a guy that moved into my building with a brand new Triumph Bonneville. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I left a little note. I was like, you can come back next to the Triumph if you want to, you know, <laughs> motorcycle you parking. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. So That's cool. I was working on today. In fact, I posted in that in that really in that group uh, about uh, the one the Monkey One Twenty Five group about security and I'm, you know because this bike weighs two hundred pounds. If somebody wants it, they're gonna take yeah. it. Like it's like I, a bench press a lot, and they want a bike, they're gonna yeah. take your monkey. I know you could pick it up because when I was working on it, yep. I was picking it up and moving it around. Yep. So I've got a I, I went I went down to our friends at i ninety Motorsports and picked up a basically a chain and a big ass lock. Um, just you know, it, it's something that is a better of a deterrent than anything else. And so, well, I got one of those kryptonite chains. Um, and yeah. if you've ever watched Lockmaking Lawyer, which I highly recommend, if you're ever looking at a, a bicycle lock or a lock in general, yeah, the one that the, any kind of lock for anything ever, you want to go look at Lockmaking Lawyer on YouTube. Yeah, and you'll probably watch it for ten hours like I did. Is he the one that has like the like the like rivet gun that he hits locks with? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy that like they the lock manufacturers will send him locks. Yeah, and just be like, hey, can you get into this? And they're the he ones does that it do so simply. Sounds oh yeah, yeah. It, it's just like he's a lawyer by trade, but uh, in a lockpick which he probably could make a full-time career. He's got so many views on his channel. He's probably making more off YouTube now than he is off being a lawyer, lawyer. which is sad to say, but probably true. Yeah. But it's really cool when uh, I see like a lock company will send him stuff and be like, hey, find the weak points in this, and he will, and they'll improve the lock. Kryptonite's done that with him, and so is, um, oh, what's that one? I forget the name of it. It's uh, I've seen it actually on Instagram of all things. Cause is it the one out of England? No, it's it's this company where it's like a thumbprint lock. Oh, yeah. And normally those are really easy to bypass. Um, they're notoriously bad because any electronic lock typically, okay, there's think of a lock of actually breaking into it versus being secure, like easy to get into. If you're going to break into an electronic lock, what do you do? You hit it with a damn hammer, right, where it's electronic hard enough and it typically will release. Yeah. Or you yeah. just like use a stun gun on it and yeah. it literally overcharges it and it almost explodes okay. and unlocks. Well, they, they made it, I think it's iLock. It's probably something generic like that. But anyway, okay. uh He's got a big series, though. He chooses the kryptonite one for himself. And okay. the reason he says is any reasonable thief should not be able to get into this. And But he stands by the fact that anybody who wants something bad enough can break into anything. Well, yeah. You've got time and an acetylene torch. Good luck. <laughs> but I will get in here. Yeah, yeah, or you've got a Harbor Freight grinder. But, you know, if you're in a parking garage with a grinder I, cutting I, a lock. I'm pretty sure the lock would break the grinder if it was Harbor Yeah, in one of those, yeah. that's what we found is the, yeah. the it's a chain under a sleeve. So you don't scratch everything up with it. Yeah, and I, then it's just got to. That's what I got. Mine's out, of, mine's out of England. It's, it's one that's highly rated out of England. Like I said, they, yeah. was, I, I did some research. It was 100 bucks, And I yeah, figured so something is better. You know, I still need to. We were having this conversation before we started. There's, I've got to go back into my Geico policy and, and add some stuff to be able to. So because, like I said, the accessories have gone <coughs> overboard on my bike. <laughs> and so they, they, I need to make sure that they're covered so that I'm not. Uh, You're an enthusiast is all. I'm an enthusiast. Well, I mean, it's one of those things. Like It's, it's sort of like restoring a car. You're going to put more money into it. You're say, ever going to get out of it. As so. if any of our listeners can't relate to spending a lot of money on modifications and not getting a return on their, yeah, uh, my air quotes here, about. investment. Yeah. <laughs> well, the nice thing is on the monkey, at least, it's Smile. super easy to unbolt all those things. Smiles per miles. Smiles per mile or whatever it is. That's what's about the bike is my, my point. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I was trying to find that. that <laughs> I thought it was a so. brand. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. no. Good name for a brand. It is a good name yeah. for a brand. Trademark yeah. RCS. Yeah. 2021. 2021. <laughs> yeah. We got it. We own it. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Our lawyer said that. Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, back to the bike, at least you yeah. can unbolt everything and sell it. It wouldn't be that hard. You yeah. wouldn't get your investment back, but you'd probably get 50%. I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, I, I, I really don't not. think I'm ever going to get rid of that bike. Like, I, I, Well, it's kind of the cool thing about it is it is a timeless design to begin with. It already looks like a 1960s, 70, 70s motorcycle. Yeah. And I have learned very quickly, I guess I knew this from how, how long I rode my Honda 50, even though I was way too big for it, is it's really fun to ride a really small bike. I, I feel like I'm on a big bike when I'm riding it, but then I ride past windows that are reflective and I'm like, I look like a monkey, like pedaling a tricycle. So it's, you know, <laughs> that's the fun part though. So, yeah, yeah. I, I was, s- I sent you that video of those guys that are, they drove from North Carolina up to Virginia on like Honda 50 trails. Yeah. Like that was, that's a, it's, that's a good series. Those guys are, those are the guys that are building the, the power wheels with like a four wheel drive power wheels and stuff like that. They're the same, same dudes. So I was watching yeah. a video the other day of, uh, so many modified their, their kids, a little, uh, like one of those Barbie car kind of things. That's what I'm talking about. These, that's what these guys, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so basically <laughs> the Power Wheels, and they, 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 it's basically just the plastic from the Power Wheels that's left over. They've got a Bronco they just built now with a, with a go-kart engine in it. And it's all-wheel drive. That's awesome. Yeah. This one was just, they hooked up, like, the the battery from a Ryobi drill yeah. and everything, but oh. they still have their kid on it, and they did not realize. <laughs> and the, yeah. No, no, no. Wheelie? She rides it out, yeah. barely, and then she gets off crying. <laughs> it scared me, Daddy. Yeah. It scared me. Well, <laughs> he feels so bad. It's hilarious. You got to start him young. There was, that, there was that famous meme of that girl that, whose dad did that, and he had, she had a Barbie Corvette, and she was drifting, drifting it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know. That that's a goal to have children like that. Like, exactly, Daddy. Can I drift? Sure, you're four. <laughs> Absolutely, you're a little big for that. Yeah, step it up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy needs to make it so he can ride it. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot easier <laughs> that way. But yeah, I've got uh, I got my foot pegs today. More mods on the way. I know uh, David and Casey at Drivers Club are really excited because they're getting a Drivers Club monkey. Did uh, you see the blue. photos of Brandon Ben Powell's? Like, he's got it literally, It's everything is off the frame. It's hanging oh, yeah. in his garage. Yeah, because like, he's doing the full Sarpens look to the monkey. And then um, Brian Elich got his, and he's got the rear rack on it, which made me laugh because he's got the T-Rex rack, which I also have. I'm going to put it on for the rally, but he's got the... I'm talking about the grandma box he put on the yes. back of it. Like, I mean, was he, was he hauling around a hair, an extra helmet? Like, I mean, what's... <laughs> well, that's what that box is made for. Is it? To okay. hold your helmet. It's a, okay. a GV... It's an, it's not, is it, maybe it is GV... Maybe it's Giovanni. I can't remember. I think it's GV Luggage. But there's a luggage company. If he's riding with that box, he has to ride in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll actually be good for the rally, though, because the box is super lightweight. Yeah. And so it'll hold all of his stuff that he needs. So, I mean, it looks ridiculous, but it'll be very functional. You keep saying that, but, like, literally, we have a chase vehicle. I'm going to put everything in the chase vehicle and just basically... Massive um, bald eagle flying by the window. Anyway, sorry. I I don't plan to carry anything with me. I know the the truck's going to be a ways behind us, but I just... I'm going to throw know. my basic toolkit in there. I've got fuel. I've got those MSR fuel cans yeah. that are made for fuel. Don't worry, everyone. And those are going under the seat. Um, the, thank God we don't have ABS because it won't fit in the ABS models. But so, And I know we're going to need that. And then I'm going to carry um, different gear because like, I was looking at the weather. I'm looking at like average weathers, average yeah. days, trying to, get, trying to get a summary of what it's going to be like. And when we start up by the Canadian border, it could be as high as the, the high 80s to low 80s. On average, it's like high 70s, low 80s. When we get to the top of that pass, it's freezing and still snow on the ground. So, oh, I didn't think about that. So I'm carrying, like, I'm going to have my base layer, which is just like a moisture-wicking, like, jersey-type shirt. It'll yeah. be tight, and then... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules. Yes. I'll, I'll feel sexy. That's a man on a monkey right there, boys and girls. <laughs> yeah. That's a real man. Okay, yeah. Yeah, then I got my other layer. So it's mainly going to be clothing and different gear that I'm going to have to carry with me, because there's just no way around it. When you're going from well, 80 I just, to 30 I, in the same I don't day. think we're, we're not going to be going that fast on those bikes. Like I don't. Oh, no. But, we'll be at and that's most why th- 30 miles an And hour. that's why I think that the, 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 the follow vehicle is going to be able to keep up with us. And like I'm hoping. But, I mean, I've, been, I've, I've looked in. I found my... My old school downhill mountain bike shorts with the padding in the crotch. Oh, those are coming. Yeah, that's coming. For sure. And I, I'm looking into, I talked to some guys. I'm, I, I found some, they're out of stock right now, but some basic knee pads kind of, um, they're basically motocross knee pads, but they're not the high-end stuff. But yeah. there's something in case I fall over. Um, and then I, I, I'm, they're back order right now, but I'm going to put, so I'm going to put sliders on the, on the bike. Yeah, so. for sure. I'm going to yeah. do it just in case. They don't yeah. do a lot, but they do enough to not. I figure on the, on the engine it. and then and the front forks and call it a day. It's yeah. just. It, I think it's a good investment. Even if I get the plastic ones and they die, then you take them off and get rid of them. So yeah. I'm going to do the same thing with that. Yeah. I mean, it, the the gear is going to be the toughest thing as far as what to wear, I think. I didn't think about the fact of going up in the mountains. I mean, it's, it's Canada down to Oregon. It's all downhill. So I just figured, you know, we stop at the top and go downhill. So it's easy that way. So, yeah. I like your Riding through the desert, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm, we got a uh, listener mail message from Michael Newell. Thanks. I've known Michael a long time, back from the NSR days. He'll get that. Some of our riders will get that. Anybody in the Northwest who's ridden a motorcycle, Northwest okay. Sport Rider was the old oh. forum uh, pre-Facebook. Oh, was that like like... Luxury for play, but for motorcycle people? Nah, it's just a bunch of douchebags on motorcycles, yeah. if I'm being honest. Keyboard but, uh, jockeys. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. It, we all rode together, and so he's got a Grom that's all built, and he's a big rider. And I know we have a lot of riders now that listen to our show, which is awesome. But they listened to him and his dad went on a road trip, and, and he picked up some uh, TE37S, like some really nice wheels. He had to go to, I think, Denver to get them back. Okay. Which, I mean, if you're looking at a special edition TE37, makes total sense to me. I think his dad would just want to go along for the ride. Is this something he's putting on the Grom? No, 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 no. no. Oh. It's your Volk TE37. Oh, okay, got it. For a project it. he's got. got it. I think okay. it's MR2, if okay. I remember right. But anyway, nice. really cool wheels. Congratulations, you know, by you the can way. Put, you can make those into Ferraris? <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Great Top Gear episode, yeah. by the way. Uh-huh. Um, 
But yeah, he, he powered through like 15 episodes, and it was like his dad thinks we're insane for going taking the monkeys on the Wabder. We are. We are. We, there's not a single person <laughs> I've told that is, is like, that's a great idea. <laughs> They're like, that sounds like it's going to be a royal pain in the ass. Good luck. Thanks. So many people come to me and go, they that's all a hor- do it, horrible idea. Now, when can I sign up? Yes, yeah. exactly. So, so yeah, uh, it'll be a good time. So, But hey, thanks for the message. Um, we are looking forward to doing that. Uh, let's jump into our Carter Subaru tip of the week, which uh, is going to be a little longer this week because it's a great topic I think people should know about in general, and that is running a tune with a car with a warranty and what does work and what doesn't. And I'm going to cut through all that black and white because I in the gray area, there's there's a lot of gray area when it comes to this. Um, specifically, we said we drove to Texas, picked up an S3 uh, for Shauna, we drove it back. And one of the things we want to do is a tune because that car has a lot of untapped power. Uh, with really, really minor modifications. Yeah. Just a tune on that car, I think, is like another 50 foot-pounds of torque and 35 horsepower, just with a tune. And it's 500 bucks, so pretty low entry fee and no intake, no exhaust, just a stage one tune, 91 yeah, octane. What will that $500 cost you, though, Dan? The rest of your warranty there on powertrain and it is. everything else. Now... That didn't used to be like that, though. It didn't used to be like yeah. that, and this is a big deal. So th- what... This isn't just specific to Audi, Volkswagen, Porsche, whatever. Um, Uncommon to popular belief, and I want to make this really, really, really clear for all our listeners. If you do a tune and you remove it before you take it to the dealer, they still know. (laughs) Period. On all newer cars. Yeah, they're they're on to us. They're on to us. That (laughs) is like, it's the first step in a powertrain warranty claim is they have to check that. They plug in, it reads it, it says, yes, it has been modified, no, it has been not. And if they can tell when the ECU's been reset, they can tell when the ECU's been cleared, they can tell when it's been flashed. Can they tell if I happen to swap it out? Uh, it can tell it's not the original ECU. Well, they don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the only way I could think to get around this, and I don't even know if it would work as the fact yeah. that, like, that would be really expensive. But So a lot of good manufacturers, and manufacturers that are really stand behind their work, like APR in this case, will still honor your factory powertrain warranty themselves. So oh. if, now here's where this gets really difficult and not worth your time, okay? As much as I would love an extra 30 plus horsepower and 50 foot pounds of torque on that car, uh, you would have to prove that the flash caused the powertrain failure. So you can flash the ECU and make it do what you want, but if you can't prove that that flash, that extra horsepower, was the cause of, say, like a transmission failure. Yeah. And so, and one of the things, like if you have a six-speed DSG in that car or a seven-speed, the six-speed is notoriously weaker. And so you have, they require you to do the transmission tune as well to the tune of another, I think it's 600 bucks or 500 bucks or something, but you're supposed it's to- It's just do, a tune though, right? Yeah, it's okay. a transmission tune. Yeah. Um, and it can't do, like it, it needs that in tandem for it to work and for them to honor the warranty on it. But you're going to have a really hard, I've seen this over the years too. You're going to have a really hard time proving- to the tuning company that their tune caused your failure. Yeah, it's very easy. Because they're not going to believe you. Yeah, they're going to go, well, we'll totally honor your warranty, but you just have to, you know, yeah, prove beyond Yeah, but uh, did you install that. the extra transmission bracing? Did you install the billet mounts? Did you install a different oil cooler? Did you install XXXXX, which goes down the line? If you if you did nothing but the tune, we would probably be okay because there's nothing. This car's bone stock. Yeah. And so it would be, one, that the likelihood of a failure from that tune is relatively low. Not low enough for me to throw away my powertrain warranty. Um, but it probably wouldn't happen. And because we're not doing any other mods, there would be like, this is the only thing done to the car, period. It would be like, this didn't fail. This is the only thing that's changed. This car it's, wouldn't have failed if I didn't do yeah, this. Yeah, this is yeah. the only thing. It's got yeah. service records. We have service on the car. So like, it, you could roll that dice if you want to. I'm not going to play your banker, but I wouldn't. But what are the odds of that tune doing something to that car? Very low. Yeah. Very low. But... <laughs> well, no, but you're avoiding th- tens of thousands of dollars of damage that could happen in the fact that right. something goes bad. Yeah. Yeah. If you overboost an engine and bend a valve, mm-hmm. that's not a little warranty claim. That's a new head. God, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at like what? Probably $15,000 claim minimum on yeah, a, I a mean, new head on, in a car? On, on, a, on an Audi, I, mean, I can't imagine what it would be on a, on a Porsche or well, something. Yeah now, th- yeah, yeah. now think of a 991 Turbo S yeah. with the tune, where they can tell the same thing as well. I and mean, be like, hey, yeah, everything's great, except you've got this new tune on here. And most of them, like we've had, like but Tim from BBI on the show, like I trust a BBI tune 100%. If, if Tim says it's not going to do any damage to the motor, it's not going to do any damage. I actually I tr- I trust him. The problem comes up when Porsche comes in. 
and or when Audi comes in and says no. Well, and Porsche loves to warranty stuff. I mean, it was so easy with your rotor. Um, and and I think I think another part of this we need to talk about is this. We're not just talking about tunes. Like this can ha- you can void warranties with suspension mods. Oh yeah, things like that. Like and that's something I really looked into when I was modifying the Subaru as far, as far as the warranties and things like that because I'm paying for it. And even though it's and everybody thinks I'm crazy because I leased the car, but <laughs> it's everything's reversible. But any modifications you make to a car. Technically, they could come back and say that voids your warranty because if it's not OEM, that then they can get yeah. you on that. Suspension is actually a really good point I wanted to bring up because this is a big one people don't think about a lot, um, especially on a car like yours. This is the perfect example. Geometry. Geometry, exactly. Yep. So not only did we lift the Subaru, but uh, we changed the geometry of the suspension. So it's, I mean, which seems obvious. I lifted it, therefore I changed the geometry. But people don't think about it very much, especially when they do a, like a leveling kit, for example. If a good leveling kit or even a mild lift may require a subframe drop. And doing that changes the wear on the drivetrain significantly, especially your clutch. Yep. Uh, especially your axles, especially your tie rod ends. It's the axles that are the biggest thing. Right. Yeah. And, and a lifted vehicle with independent suspension and under full articulation, under full turn, can pull the axle right out of the right out of the hub, which we've seen on the Citroen, like, for example. <laughs> at the, but at the, at the least, you'll you'll tear a boot and, yeah. and, and, and get dirt in there, and you'll ruin the axle. Ruin the yeah. axle, yeah. And, yeah. and doing a CV axle change, if you have the right tools or the know-how, isn't that difficult, but it's probably not going to be covered under your warranty if you do that. Not only is that, is you can cause excessive vibration to the drivetrain when you change it. And I don't mean the the axles going in and out on our front-wheel drive configuration, but if you have a drive line that has changed its geometry, like uh, actually the Land Cruisers were notorious for this, uh, it, they cause a lot of extra extra vibration in the drivetrain that you've never noticed before because you changed the geometry of it. And the U-joints can't work at that angle as well. I mean, when, when you know, and Dan was a big part of this when we started to think about lifting the Subaru, we knew we could go to two inches. And right off the bat, I can tell you, it killed the rear struts within like six months. We ended up yeah. putting, uh, ironically, Olin's back there. Not Olin's, Bilstein. Oh, I'm sorry, Bilstein's. Yeah, Bilstein's. Yeah, Olin's would be awesome, yeah. but also 10 grand. Yeah, 10 grand. <laughs> but, um, you know, and uh, it it didn't cause the, the the front strut I had an issue with. It, it That wasn't the issue. That, that strut was bad, but it, it can cause that. And if you have a fully warranted car and you go in and you're going, all oh, the struts blown, they're gonna they can look at you and go, well, your stock strut would would have done its job had you not done the things you did to it. You know? Right. You know, this is where, and I know we're getting a little off the tip of the tip of the day, um, which the main point was being that if you reflash an ECU, they can tell, and if you unflash it, they can tell. So let's just clear yeah. that. That's the tip of the week. If yeah. you reflash your ECU, the dealer can tell. <laughs> yeah, End and, of story. and and doesn't matter if you you know even if you think you have friends or your mechanic is your friends, it's not the compu- the minute the computer is plugged in, they have no control over it. Yeah, it and and that yeah, they might be able knows. to go to bat for you and yeah. say that hey, this if you have a good friend, they may say hey, this tune didn't cause that failure, but you're setting them up for failure too, which you, which puts a little strain on your friendship. It's not the tune; it's their horrible driving that caused this issue. <laughs> you know, right, it's the neutral <laughs> drops at a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Actually, that's a good point. If you're doing launch control on a tune, way more stress on the car than if you didn't have it. Like, you can launch a Porsche stock with as many times as you want, literally. Yeah. They, Porsche doesn't care. They'll tell you to take a brand new car out and launch it. They're so overbuilt, that it doesn't matter. You do that with another 100 horsepower on tap, yeah, kiss your clutches and diff goodbye. And car companies, and this is something we've talked about with when you had the GTR. Car companies are famous for putting features on cars that would void your warranty if you use them. The GTR <laughs> initially, when the la- the, you, you were not, weren't allowed to use the launch Class control. action lawsuit. Unless you were at a... Yeah, it wouldn't activate until the GPS could determine you were on a track yeah. originally. Like, it was really crazy how they did that. And it still blew the transmission to hell. And Nissan didn't want to fix it, even yeah. though they put it in the car stock. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, Nissan. Yeah. Anyway, um... But yeah, modding in general, we are proponents of, obviously. We love yeah. to mod things, but there's a, a bigger cost to it, and that's really what I wanted to get at. The cost down the road is, I mean, if I always say if you're going to mod a car, own it outright, know what the cost of the, the things that can break because of it, and, mm-hmm. and be prepared for that. Because if you're not, then... If you raise your, if you raise your, you know, you put a big suspension on your car, and all of a sudden the drive line's not long enough and it drops, you know, that company's not going to warranty it. Like the Audi, like you're saying, mm-hmm. it would be great to have that extra horsepower. It would be fun. Yeah, oddly but, enough, Ford's been pretty good about the warranty on the Raptors. Because um, to do that, that winch, I've got to do the front mount air yeah. cooler, which requires removing. Not it's it's more than people think. You have to remove the 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 flaps that control. They have like a the in front of the radiator. Yeah, there's these flaps that open and close for 
cooling, hot and cold air. Cooling, yeah. yeah, and they it, I have to cut them out of the <laughs> dash. Like they don't yeah. go back in. Yeah. They're they're done. They're getting cut out with a grinding wheel. You didn't you didn't watch the video I sent you about buying a Silverado? <laughs> I did. <laughs> and 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 why Fords are not good? Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that video was disturbing. Yeah. Thank you. Well, if you replace the R with this, no. We got, <laughs> we should, we, yeah, we should we should post that video sometime. It's a very adult video, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So. But yeah, it's it's funny. It depends on the manufacturer. It depends what you're doing. But uh, I, it's becoming harder and harder and harder. Yeah. But again, cars are getting faster and faster and faster. So the need to mod is less, but the I mean, want is not. The fact <laughs> that you can get fourteen hundred horsepower out of a GTR now. Like, yeah, oh, that'd be fun. that's, that's kind of tempting. They're beating Bugattis, so yeah. 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 Anyway, we're overdue for our first break. Let's take one, and we'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a '66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. And we're back. Yep. Let's talk car news. We never we never quite do that. Like, I mean, I feel like we sit there and we watch Top Gear and we watch all the YouTube stuff, but we never talk about it. Like, I was going through my Instagram today, and if you've never followed a guy called Street Speed 717 just go watch because and I and I'm not giving anything away. He jumped his Urus on a dirt jump over his Aventador S today. So <laughs> that's happening. He got in some trouble a while back. Yeah, he got well, Which, yeah, he's he got he in a jumped, good way. I he was, jumped his TRX Ram TRX over a stream and Pennsylvania hit him with like 23 felonies right now. Right. Yeah. On private property. On private property. In a non-spawning stream. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and they didn't leave anything on the ground. And he never nope. touched the stream. He, yeah, he didn't touch this. He literally went over the he stream. He literally yeah. jumped the stream. It's <laughs> I will say that that the 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 automotive YouTube game is is very interesting. I mean, when you when you think about daily different exotics, what's happened with them? The Stradman is one of my favorite people in the yeah. world as a, as a to follow. Um, and you know, if you there's a there's a there's a guy called Life Apollos who kind of summarizes everything. It's kind of kind of neat to catch up on. But um, there's you know, like I, I depending on when this comes out, I've talked about it or I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, Gordon Murray and in, in developing his new car has, has there's a yeah. go. go Go look up the fact that they took the engine, they put it on a dyno, and they ran Le Mans with it on the dynos. Which yeah. Basically, which is a re- it's a cool, it's just a, it's a wonderful thing to calm you down to hear that engine going around that track. But uh, there's so many cool things that are kind of happening in automotive um, from the tuning aspect, which you should or should not do depending on the Carter Shrew tip of the day. Um, you know, <laughs> depending on how your deep your pockets are and how how much you want to roll the dice in your warranty. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, not so cool, mm-hmm. which, but it's, it's kind of interesting. I think the story is interesting and I, I love stories like this just because I, it's funny what people try and get away with. I want to pick this story apart as we go through it right off of the fact with the name. Like, right so up. this is, this is about n- the company is called Nikola. And just so we're clear, this is an electric car company that, that is not called, it's called itself Nikola. And if you don't know the history behind that, Nikola Tesla, <laughs> yeah. you can kind of put it together. So, yeah. yeah so Nikola kind of got this claim to fame, not with the commercial, like, uh, consumer product. They, they want semi trucks. They wanted, they, well, Sort of. Larger trucks. <laughs> they wanted to build a semi, and they got, they were one, at one point rated at $26 billion was their, their worth as a company, which is awesome, right? Well, everybody's buying Off of speculation. Off of speculation. But then it came out <laughs> that it's basically all fraud. Uh, there's been, I think, it was Donut Media or somebody Dan, else covered they this? Fil- they filmed a video of their truck going down the freeway. How did that happen? <laughs> well... <laughs> According to internal memos, yeah. <laughs> internal emails that leak, this is, this has been out a little while now. They parked their truck at the top of a very large hill in the middle of nowhere and let it roll down the hill. Yeah, <laughs> with weight toward the front of the trailer, so it would carry that momentum, so they could use it for a commercial. So what you're saying is, if I want to buy one of these trucks, as long as I have a real semi to pull it up the hills, it will coast down the yes. other side. Of it. Oh, the that's perfect nice. vehicle for carrying a load down a hill. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's a large I mean, covered wagon. Oh, well, that's, that's nice. <laughs> Except a covered wagon has more technology behind it, and it was more innovative. Probably true. Yeah, <laughs> wagons east. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, and it's about the geometry of the of the wagon. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And it, it it said they had a proprietary 
battery technology that was going to revolutionize the battery industry. But was it like a bunch of Duracells like linked together, like triple A's? No, it was just BS. <laughs> oh, okay. They didn't have anything actually uh, at all. So this is like, uh, what's that stuff that Gwyneth Paltrow pushes? Goop. It's the equivalent Goop? of that. Which I must is, have missed that one. Which is just what she sells to lonely women who will buy anything from a celebrity or men, whatever. Well, I, I want to buy it. I want right? Goop. I want Who goop. wants Goop? I want right? Goop. Anyway, yeah. it, it okay. doesn't exist. It doesn't do anything. Oh, uh, I still want it. I want the it company's a total lie. So they, they have dropped from $26 billion, <laughs> that's a rating, to five, which is still pretty good. <laughs> I mean, they, ha- they have, but the technology doesn't exist. No. Okay. So and now and they have like this. They Proper put out this it. this photo, quote unquote, this fancy Photoshop of a truck that sort of looks like a Rivian, but Rivian exists and actually is a company. Mm. And if you want to see, actually, a long way up is that the latest one where Rivian they drove from South America with two Harleys and you yeah, and electric McGregor. Harleys, yeah, yeah, le- electric yeah, Harleys. Yeah, all the way up. yeah, and the Rivians made it. The Harleys did not. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I got a hand to, to Rivian here. Yeah. We should sh- give a shout out to a company that's doing good things. I actually yep. believe in Rivian. I think they've got a good product, and they put a lot on the line to do that show, and they showed a failure in one of the trucks during the show. It still made it, which is kind of cool to watch. If you haven't seen Long Way Up, you should if as, a, as an enthusiast. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, start with a long way around, a long way down, a long way around, then a long way up. A long way around was the first one, yep. and I think by far the best one. Yep. Uh, and then Long Way Down was good, but Long Way Up was, eh, I, I, long way up was too commercial in my opinion. Like they, well, yeah, huh? In a bad it way, lost, though. It lost some... Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Anyway, so nickel is down. <laughs> they're down another 5%. <laughs> they're still in the game somehow. And I don't know how they're in the game because it's one of those things, like, even when you read the emails and you know it's true that it's all crap. Yeah. Like, they put this... this I remember they put this uh, semi on display at an auto show. Electric semi that was plugged in <laughs> so the lights would work. <laughs> and there was nothing in it. Which, I mean... <laughs> A lot of times in concepts, you will have an empty shell. Yes, like, very like common. When we, first, when we first saw, tw- 11 years ago, the Shelby Supercar SSC Tatuara, it was a shell over some rolling wheel. Well, it barely rolled. You know, I want to talk about them, speaking yeah. of that. Um, that controversy has somewhat been, and I'm using a big, huge air quotes here, cleared up. Yeah. If you don't know, I mean, it, what happened was, they did a run with the car. They said it was doing like 287 miles mm-hmm. an hour, yet there was a helicopter out the right window of the car that only did 186 miles an hour, but was keeping up with the car. They only had one. Their their testing system didn't, uh, the people didn't back that up, and so they re- went back and redid it. They did break the world record, mm-hmm. but nowhere near what they supposedly did the first time of like over, I think over 300 miles an hour or something like that. Um, so, and I think that... Uh, I, I, I think they're going to be, if you don't know, they're, they're a Washington-based company. They're, they're built in the Tri-Cities, but um, the controversy kind of went away. I mean, yeah, and I still, sort of. It sort of just fizzled out. Like, I want to hear more about it. I, I, again, this is one of those things where I want to know their side of the story. I want, I, and I want to hear it from their mouths. Well, there's so. been six sides of the stories. I mean, as, and right. as people. Which is why I want to hear it right yeah. from Shelby. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to because I don't, I think this is like an internal memo thing. Like, I don't know. Because initially Shelby came out and said, nope, we did it. it. Everything's great. And then it came back to, well, we'll do it again. And I mean, and if you're going to do it again, and don't get me wrong, different state, different runway, all that stuff. But there was a 30 Large. or 40 mile difference, <laughs> and which is a lot when you're in the up in 250 and over. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It, it, but the funny thing is, is there's a, sort of a long history of con artists in the automotive industry. Oh, of course. And lying to get ahead. I mean, even even on large-scale uh, companies that have been around a long time, even huge companies. Uh, the thing, actually, the first one that comes to mind of all is Aston Martin. Uh-huh. Uh, back when they came out with the DB5, I think it was, or DB4, DB5. Top Gear actually covered this, so I'm going to give Chris Harris some credit here. Not the latest. It was a, this was when Chris Harris was doing something for Top Gear, I think, for the magazine. And they were talking about, uh, I think I've talked about this on the show before, where they compared it to a four-cylinder Honda Accord a new, a newer one, like a 96 or something Honda Accord, and the Honda Accord smoked it in every category. Yeah. And it was like, well, it's not the advancement of modern cars. It was the fact that just Aston Martin lied through their teeth on the horsepower and the numbers of the car. And just flat out, like, they just flat out lied about all the specs. It's okay. still the most beautiful car, in the, one of the most beautiful cars in the world. I think it's one of my favorite cars that I've ever seen in Drivers Club was the DV4 they had in there. Um, but the fact is, the, all the performance numbers were made up. Jaguar lied. 
The XJ220 never went 220. I think that's it did right. 218, something like that. Yeah, it never quite made it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's just, but I mean, it goes deep. Those are like light things. When you yeah. like performance numbers a little bit, that's one thing. But then there's like, I, there's a show that came out on, I think it's Showtime or HBO uh, about the Dale. Do you remember the Dale? Um, you probably, it's an obscure vehicle. It was like a three wheeled thing. Um, oh, yes, I do. Supposed to be bulletproof. Oh. It's supposed to be like 70 to 90 miles to the gallon. And this is back in like the late se- or mid 70s when the gas crunch was still in effect. So having a car that could do that. Because everybody knows that when you, when something is bulletproof, it's, it makes it lighter. So yes. You can, yeah. Uh, right. It's supposed to be 80, oh, 84 miles to the gallon. Okay. And it's supposed to carry a, a roughly a $2,000 price tag, about $10,000 in today's money. Okay. And it was all a lie. It was all a con artist. Uh, Geraldine Elizabeth Carmichael and incorporated in Nevada. Um, they built, they actually did build one. These things do exist. I think they built like three or something like that. Well, you got to have, I mean, you got to fake people out, but you got to have something. Yeah. A shiny yeah, it's pony. H- it's HBO, by the way. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> so they had already had legal troubles because obviously everybody's like that that doesn't work like yeah. that doesn't exist. I shot my car, the bullet went through it. Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> so they were promised like <laughs> they got a bunch of royalties and investment money, they spent it all. <laughs> and so yeah, like it wasn't and then she disappeared. Like she Elizabeth Carmichael, the the con artist behind the oh, I Dale. Oh, I thought it was a he. Okay. No, okay. Uh, it, that's actually a whole different mystery in this that we weren't probably shouldn't get into on oh, the show. Oh, I'm sure somebody gave her money to invest, and then they no, her her. her sexual identity is actually a bit of a mystery here too, oh, as well. Okay. And, and and I'm not going to speculate too much on that because at the time trans wasn't a thing, and okay. so like I don't know, and it's not really known if that is a thing here. I'm sure there, I'm sure it is, but there's a lot of rumors that she was actually a he. We don't know if. She or he was trans. There's a Got whole it. story there. Okay. It's an interesting. It's an interesting story to say the least. Could be they. Got it. Yeah. Not okay. sure what the pronoun is there. Sure. But um, Carmichael basically she died in 2004. But the the story gets even weirder because she wasn't found until this came up on Unsolved Mysteries in 1989. That's how they tracked her down, and it gets even weirder <laughs> because they found her, and it's still going by her because that's what she's identified as in everything okay. here. Uh, she was found in Dale, Texas. <laughs> She was hiding in Dale, Dale Texas. Texas. Plain sight. Yeah, yeah. Running a flower shop. Well, but I mean, <laughs> and there's been car companies that have been successful, but then the ownership is kind of like, I mean, DeLorean is a famous. Oh, yeah. I mean, they made a movie about that. Yeah, and as, good as, movie, oh, by the way. Yeah, good movie. But it's, there's. I, I think there's, I, I get the idea that you want to overpromise. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of an underpromise, overdeliver kind of guy, but I mean, I get... You know, it, absolutely. It's, I mean, it's like when a concept car comes out. You know half the features that you see in that car aren't going to come out. But, you know, and you can see that it's plugged into the floor. But it, it's tough, you know? Yeah, it's... I don't know why people keep doing this in the automotive world, especially now. I mean, I guess it's just a, a run It's harder at the, and harder. I, I, it's sort of like an IPO thing, I think. It's almost like car companies are moving into the tech company area. Era? Well, they are. They I mean, are, especially in the electric category, I guess. You know, but it's a. Uh, I think you're, you're getting all that investment money and then hoping to sell it off and hoping it fails, and you don't care if it fails. On the opposite side of that is uh, Christian von Koenigsegg, who underpromises everything and then blows everybody out of the water. Yes, so. everybody, take a listen from uh, a tip from Koenigsegg. <laughs> yeah, I mean that new four door sedan. He goes, yeah, this is the concept car, but there's going to be stuff we haven't put on it that's going to be in the real car. You're getting all of this, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Four-cylinder engine, 1,400 horsepower, care four, four people to zero to 60 in under two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. No valves. <laughs> yep. That'd be a lot of fun. I could, I could, I could, I could deal with that. Is it a single speed, too, or a two-speed yep. or something? Some weird transmission? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's out of the, uh, the Agera. Not the Agera. The, maybe the Agera. Yeah. I can't remember so. which one, but. And the Jesco. God, that was almost like, that was over a year and almost yep. two years ago we saw those cars. Yeah. That's interesting. Anyway, interesting news from the automotive world lately, though. There's a lot of really interesting things that are coming out. Um, you know, there's and there's so many rumors out there as far as, you know, what's going to be happening in the future. And I think technology is obviously taking over. You know, you look at, you know, you look at what Tesla's doing and things like that and and I think that the the day the the days of the combustion engine are numbered. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Um I understand the whole fossil fuels thing and I mean as we sit here in Washington state paying over $4 a gallon gas so <laughs> i was laughing the other day we had to fill we were we were out riding we filled with the monkeys 
Yeah. Yeah. And it was $4 a gallon at the Shell yeah. off of, uh, what's that? Uh, Fall City. Redmond Fall City, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, man, this is going to suck. It was, you know, I had to put $3 in it. Three whole dollars. <laughs> it was, I mean, <laughs> I have, I, I, I figured it out, Dan. I have put over 500 miles on the monkey. I think it's cost me six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Something. I think it might be five forty-five, but I, I, I think it's around six dollars. So, you know, uh, it's. I, I just don't know if it's going to be a good a good investment to keep. Yeah. <laughs> don't know if I can afford to drive it that much. So. Yeah, if you're looking to save money in gas, highly recommend a monkey or a motorcycle monkey. in general. It's just a fantastic. Not a Harley though. Harley's only you only get like hundred miles of the tank. And they they've got a few gallon tanks on there too. Well, I think my RC fifty one was the even worse than my Street Fighter. My RC fifty one was maybe because it was the way I was riding it versus every other bike I've had. But V twins in general, and I. But even on my worst days, I think I got like thirty five miles to the gallon. I never figured out what the gas mileage was on my Hayabusa because I didn't own it long enough. My R one was not good because I was I had that thing pinned all the as much as I could. Right. And then I at the time I owned it, I was sitting in parking lots going, which is really good for the engines, by the way. So. Yeah. Most fun you could have on a motorcycle, I mean, outside of a monkey. Which Parked I still or, think, or no. I think oh. is, is a super motard. Which is just a dirt bike with slicks on it. Supermoto, super motard. Super motard is the actual name is the actual name. And a dirt bike with slicks on it is the most fun I've ever had on a motorcycle. Because stairs. Because stairs. <laughs> have you ever jumped off stairs on a motorcycle? You no, can. I have not. I mean, there's not all places you can do that. But you can get away from those places with a lot of ease. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Hypothetically, if you had to hypothetically, make it a, if there were stairs yeah. or a skate park, uh-huh. Got uh huh, You could have a lot of fun on a bike like I, that. I did not know that. I mean, I, I personally, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the dual sport kind of the idea of bikes right now. Um, yeah. I don't need anything, but um, be nice. I just love exploring. Right? Uh, I want to talk about another trend, totally okay. off topic of what we've been talking about. But um, there's, there's a main topic to this night. Right. But this is just <laughs> so, in yeah. car news. This yeah. is something we've been seeing more and more of. Uh, everybody's aware of this. People are financing vehicles longer. Uh, yeah. Because like the standard, I think at one point was like 36 months. Then it went to 48. Then it's 60. Well, now it's bumped to 84, 96. And uh, like this. Roy, Roy Katz has been doing that for years. You could. You on could exotic cars, <laughs> it wasn't that unheard of. <laughs> yeah. Um, like mainly because you. You were getting a relatively good return on investment. Yeah. It's a funny thing. If you financed a six-speed Murcielago when they were 150 grand for 10 years, that was still a really smart investment. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. But there's not a lot of cars that can do that, uh, and people should be aware of that. If you're new to the game, this is not where you want to roll your dice. You're saying I shouldn't have gotten that 84-month loan on the Kia? <laughs> well, funny you should mention it's that. It's $6 a month, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, Kia makes a nice car now, actually. No, I, I, yeah. I would. I actually <laughs> not a '90s Kia. I saw one of the new Genesis on the road. Oh, the nice. SUV. Oh my the god, the SUVs are gorgeous. Jesus, wow. Which, when did we say? When did we ever think we'd say that? Man, oh. that new Hyundai is looking good. Well, I mean, we had, Dan and I had some kind of inside information that, that was happening when Genesis split off, and I didn't think it was going to be a good thing. But wow, yeah, that's really cool. The Genesis, so, yeah. Is, yeah, it took them forever to come out with an SUV. I know, but um, so Nissan right now. Okay. Uh, a little internal press release that leaked, by the way. Nissan's going to be paying dealers more to steer customers toward 84 or 96 months lease. Why? Longer term lease, longer term interest. Oh, 84 month lease? On a <sighs> Nissan. What do you, what Nissan do you lease at 84 or 96 months outside of a GTR? <laughs> GTR? Which That's you a... shouldn't do anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Um, which, well, uh, I, I oddly, don't know. they've I don't been know. good investments. Oddly, GTRs have been good investments. The they've all tanked at 60, which when they were 70 new, that was a really good thing. They're 150 now. Okay. But so you, you take a $150,000 car, you lease it for 84 months. What 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 is the residual going to be? What do you think? The residual is still going to be 60 to 70? I mean, there's no... Yeah, they'll, they'll probably bottom at sixty to seventy if the transmission lasts that long. And and what and an eighty four month lease <laughs> will the transmission last yeah. eighty four ninety six months? Also, because the warranty won't. What is what? Are, I mean, I'd be interested to see what Nissan's terms are as far as mileage, because a lot of times on, on especially on, and I will we'll get away from the GTR, but like so you're gonna you're gonna lease a Sentra for eight. I, no, you know, this is not a lease. This is finance. Oh, okay. So 84-month financing, and dealers okay. will get as much. They'll get a $450 kickback is what the, the memo is saying that I read. Okay. I didn't, so, I didn't know Nissan was doing that good. It's funny. I was driving down Airport Way, and they, had, they, put, they built that brand-new Nissan dealership right down there by Jack's, and it's brand-new. They've taken all the signs down now, and all, Nissan has not moved in. Weird. Well, well, Nissan's been in trouble for a while. Yeah, 
And I mean, you look you look at it here in Bellevue, like you can barely find the Nissan dealership here if you don't know where to look. Yeah. So. Well, the thing with long-term leasing or long-term financing that we have to address in this and is that this is bad overall. Not only is it a bad decision to finance anything that long, period. There's there's no <laughs> there's Especially no if you're a car guy, you're not going to want to keep a car that long. You're not. Yeah, <laughs> not only you're not going to keep a car yeah. like that long, but it, this this is bad because it specifically targets lower income people. Yeah, this is which is puts them in a worse position. Mm-hmm. Like the smart thing to do is to buy a much cheaper vehicle on a much shorter term financing goal, so that you can pay it off and be right set up. You're not getting anything fancy, but you. I mean, that's how you get ahead later. You don't keep yourself in debt as long as possible. Well, that's that's what six years, eighty four months, six years. Yeah. A five years, 60, six years is 72. 72. Yeah, 84 is so seven years, seven to eight year, seven to eight year financing. Jesus. But I mean, like, I, I, I mean, it just seems predatory. It seems like predatory lending. Well, no, it is. But and you are taking advantage of the person that goes, well, you know, I work 40 hours a week. I make $15 an hour at McDonald's and I work my ass off, but I really want a new Sentra or I, or, I mean, or, you know, I've got a family and I need a minivan. And and you're gonna you're signing on that dotted line for that's a long time. Yeah, I mean, uh, this article does a good job from Jalopnik here that I'm reading. Um, so the average Nissan depreciation for an Altima, which is their most popular selling car, so yeah. good percent, sixty percent after five years, sixty percent depreciation. Now keep in mind we've talked about this before. Fleet vehicles, Altimas, Sentras, yeah. anything that goes to a rental fleet, so a Taurus, any vehicle that you can get in a rental fleet has no bottom, which means it'll depreciate to absolute zero. Yeah. So there's no upside to keeping a car this long. I mean, it, it, so you've it, got financing a car this a long, new, not keeping, a financing. New, a new Sentra's got to be what, 30? We'll say 30. So uh, no, it ultimate is 26,453, average selling price. So you mean your residual is going to be 12, 13? Yeah. This, like I said, this just seems like predatory lending. And that's after five years? There's no way. I mean, like, I know for a fact, not to give out too much personal information, my, my lease... With my Subaru for mm-hmm. three years, um, and every, all maintenance and all in- included, at the end, the residual is still 15. Yeah. And out the Subaru. door, it was 25, 26, something yeah. like that. So, I mean. That's a pretty good. But but I'm saying in, in a three-year-old car will be worth that. A five-year-old car that's going to have, I don't know how many miles on it, even if you're, you're, you're financing it, is not going to be worth that. You're not going to be able, you're going to be underwater the whole time. You're never going to get out. Yeah. Like I said, this just seems like it and you seems like a ha- payday loan on a car. Well, but then you get in that <laughs> habit where you go trade in the car and you take the the negative from the one car and roll it That's into the what next they're one. Banking on. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just you're right. It is it is predatory. I just wow. Yeah, because I mean the the people that are going to need to do this are going to get higher interest rates too at that rate. It's not like they're going to be you know high oh, God, credit. Yeah. They're not going to be in the seven to eight hundred range. I mean, it just doesn't seem like that person, the person with the high credit score isn't going to go out there and do an 84-month lease unless they're doing it on a limited edition exotic that's going to appreciate. And they're putting, you know, 70 grand down. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how Rain City Supercar's credit score is. I mean, maybe we need to be looking into, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Rain City R8s uh, for everybody. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. We, anyway. We would like a 90-month uh, finance on this, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to say we're not a finance show. We're not a money show. We, we no, always say that's... don't be somebody else's banker. But this just seems like a terrible thing for the industry to go to. It's just not good for consumers I'm sure in the any num- way. I'm sure the numbers look good. I'm sure when you sit down, you go, oh, wow, I'm going to. I can, my I can get my new Altima for 150 bucks a month. month. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Go buy a Kia. It'll last you better. The, the, the warranty will be better. Yeah. Anything. Buy a Subaru. It's got way better Heck residual yeah. value, especially Heck here. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> there will always be somebody here that will buy a Subaru. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. Yeah. Subarus last year, and they last a long time too. We know yeah. plenty of people with 2014 cross tracks that are still running them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. off road too. Um, Carl's got one of those new ones with the turbos in it. <laughs> <laughs> We're never gonna let him. Live I love you, Carl. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mm-hmm. just, I, I, from Nissan's side, I'm, I'm not justifying it. I understand it because they they've been in pretty dire straits, so they need the money. But this is just. Nah, I don't like it. I don't well, like but, it. But it, it, Nissan's just the example. This means other people are doing this. Oh, you yeah. know. I mean, I mean, I guess unless you know, for like a, a work vehicle. But yeah, I mean, you're still you're still underwater though. Like, I mean, if you look at it and you go, okay, so I'm, I'm I own a a trucking company and I need three F one fifties and I'm going to finance them for. It just yeah. seemed the thing is though is I just don't like. I guess you could see the smart move in that would be like if you were going to buy an Altima for twenty six thousand or you know twenty seven thousand, let's say. And you have fifteen thousand to put down, 
and you want to keep your payment super low because you got like a, I don't know, a stock dividend coming in that yeah. you can pay it off with. And you're like, I just don't want to think about my payment at all. So I'm going to finance it for 96 months, but I'm going to pay it off in 10. Yeah. Like I could see that just so your payments as low as possible. And you I, forget, but nobody does that. But I that's not real world. I guarantee you there's a penalty for early payoff on that. Oh, you're probably right. I guarantee you if they're, if they're, they're protecting every dollar they can make there, they're going to, and they're going to look at it and go, if yeah. you're signing this, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's, I'm sure you have to at least pay out for the four to five years before you can early pay it off. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's something like, you know, after 60 months, we'll allow an early payoff. But I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's oh, Just so the listeners know, most credit unions don't have early payoff fees. So if you're financing through most credit unions, you most almost, I can't think of a single credit union that has an early payoff fee. And they usually have lower rates. Just my two cents on fi- financing lots of cars. So if they'll give you a loan. Yeah. <laughs> Harder to get yeah. rates. But anyway. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what else we got? Well, we I don't got- know. I kept. I keep looking back. I'm, we're sitting here looking at our phones. I'm looking back at all the stupid crap I've looked on YouTube and things that I wanted to talk about. But uh, there's always more that I think of after the episode immediately. Of course. But I mean, that's, the way, like that's the way it goes. Well, Yvonne's events, uh, we talked about this on the other episode, but uh, track day at the Ridge, uh, that's this Saturday, 8 to 5. Track days are coming back more and more and more. They never really left. They were the one thing that kept going because we could still do them with COVID, but uh, we're seeing more of them now. Yeah. The driving schools are open up, and you can sit in the car with an instructor, and it's fine. Which is lovely. Yes. Uh, and then we've got, that's the 10th, 17th. Now, the track day, uh, Yvonne's Portland listeners, Oregon listeners, hi, uh, internet uh, Portland International Raceway, 7 to 5, and then off-road event. Nick won't be there for that. I yep. will be. That is 10 to 3. And then 18th, Avance Autocross at Sanderson Field. Uh, that'll be fun. That's over in Shelton, by the way. So yep. Sanderson Field. And then uh, Exotics is opening on the 24th, and uh, Dan and I are now pledging, if Exotics is on, we will be there with the monkeys. Yes. So we'll be making a show, you know, making a monkey show. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. You will all be entertained at our, our Absolutely. Watch the big guys on the little bikes. Yours are getting a lot of attention there. I've seen just, bikes come up there. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we'll park outside the show, of course, so but. Fun. Oh, I just, I just, uh, uh, I can't stop talking about that bike. It's just, it makes me happy. So. Yeah. Once you see it, you'll know. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, everybody does. Just, yeah, I mean, if, if, yeah, I, how, how do, what's the, what's the Ferris Bueller line? If you have the means, I highly suggest yes, it. Yes. If you have the means, I highly suggest yeah. it. So, yeah. I mean, he was, of course, he was referen- referencing that uh, California spider. <sighs> Another one that. Gives me chills. Yeah. yeah. So if you have $35 million for one of those, I also suggest it. I don't know. I can, I can do a lot of stupid $35 million. I can do a lot of stupid $1 million, but <laughs> I don't know if I'd put it into one car. <clears throat> so, all right. Well, um, we uh, apologize for last week, but uh, Dan needed some time off. And um, as I said before, I, you don't want me editing this so uh, or coming anywhere near it. Like, hi, this is my inner thoughts. Um, <laughs> uh, coming at you live from the bathroom. Um <laughs> Probably good acoustics. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> for this episode of Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.